there's the guitar riff that I'm playing as I open this show up. That's the song that's, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking mm-hmm. with me, Lucas Shea, your host, and my sister and co-host. Devin Shea. Okay, like clockwork. <laughs> all right. I got good news and bad news. Uh-oh. Actually, it's all bad news. The guest canceled. Oh, no. Howard Stern was supposed to be on the show today to discuss the topic, how to sell out a theater. No, wait. How to sell out. Oh, Oh, I thought it was how to sell out a theater, but no, it's <laughs> it's how to sell out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I get it because he, he's why. sold out now and he's gone mainstream and he's oh. kissing everybody's ass now. Oh, that's so why. that's yeah. probably, yeah, that's probably why he canceled. He didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, he heard me use the F word probably. Ooh. Anyway, um, nope, he's not here. So we're going to have to go without him, I guess. Um, was hoping to talk to him about this but i'm sure he would say something bad about podcasting because he made bad comments about it in the past anyway let's move on okay. let's get right to it we got a big show uh-huh. not really yes we do you sound like you're in a bad mood today is today a bad day <laughs> me what are you talking about i'm a barrel of laughs yeah right <laughs> okay you know what happened i what? remember i told you a story about the email and they were like yep. you know They said, Lucas, you got to stop using bad language. I said, you're shitting me. (laughs) He said, what the hell are you talking about? Right. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. I said, you're out of your fucking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I'm not in a bad mood. I really do think Howard Stern sold out. I used to love that guy. I used to listen to that show all the time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And now it's like he's uh, he's like Jay Leno. He's like he's like one of those generic hosts now. He. He used to make fun of Ellen, and then he has her on the show, and he's like, I love it when you dance on your show. Oh. You're talking about years ago, you used to like talk bad about her. Yeah. Like, now, all of a sudden, he's like, everyone's, I, I understand, he wants to have these big guests on his show now. He wants to be more mainstream. Yeah. But really, he's gone against everything he used to be about. Well, he was a radical, but now his kids are old enough to listen to him on the radio. He's probably like, uh-oh, I don't want to give him bad habits. But is that really what it is? Like, no, he sold out. Yeah, yeah. He just decided I, I just want the big guests on here. I want to make the money. I want to have yep. people listening to me interview Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Um, yep. You know. Yeah. So uh, I'm just really disappointed in him. I mean, I know this has been going on for years, and it's not like I'm late to the party. I just, I yeah. just wanted to make that little jab at him. I'm not in a bad mood. Well, okay. I'm always in a bad mood, but that's besides the point. Well, and he did cancel, so he deserves it. Right. So, screw him. All right, my first review. Um, This is funny because I always have something in mind. Well, I won't say always, but I'll have something in mind that I want to review. And then it's like the night before, I'm like, you know what? I just saw this thing, and I want to talk about it. (laughs) So so that's what I'm doing today. Uh, Okay. I just saw a documentary over the weekend called Still. Uh Uh-huh. It's about Michael J. Fox. Oh, didn't see it. It's on Apple TV, which apparently I've been watching a lot of because I feel like three quarters of my reviews have been about Apple TV shows. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They're putting out some good stuff. I just canceled mine. <laughs> really? But yeah, but it doesn't end till the 17th. So I'll catch that documentary before it ends. Yeah, because we were never watched. I, I have streaming services out the wazoo. Okay. So. Okay. We're not, I don't have time to watch all of them. Well, I was going to review Severance. Have you watched Severance? No, I haven't watched that either. Okay, but you got to watch that before you cancel. Uh, Okay. That might change your mind about canceling. Okay, it might. It might. But Uh, I I was going to review that show. We had Apple Fitness. I got Hulu, Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Uh, I canceled Discovery Plus. And that's besides having regular TV crap. So, I was just like, you know, we're not watching all of these. Let's start, you know. Oh, and yeah. HBO Max I got too. So I want to watch Barry, so I'm keeping HBO. Right. But I thought, you know, let's cancel some of these other ones. And Apple TV, we hadn't watched anything on it. So I was like, let's just cancel that and cancel Netflix too. So at least okay. at least that's two of them. I still got a whole bunch that I got to still go through. Well, we just got Netflix back. 
Um, and I'm glad because the last season of Better Call Saul is finally on there. So, and I didn't get to see the whole last season. So, is it? I because I yeah. went. Sorry, I know we're talking about this other stuff. I went on to see the last season, but they were showing where he was in the um, he was in court for his brother having him arrested. So I was like, oh, the new season's not on. No, okay. I'm I'm telling you, the new se- the the last season is on there. The last final season is on there. It's I think I believe it's season six. So I'm gonna catch up on that because I didn't get to see the whole thing. Okay, I'm but, I'll um, see if I can catch up on that. I didn't delete I didn't stop that service yet because I get it for free, but until right. next month. Next month it's not free, so then I'll cancel. Right. Well, probably once we finish Barry, we'll probably get rid of HBO Max because I don't me know too. if there's any reason to keep it after that. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Although I can't get rid of Hulu because Buffy and Angel are on it. <laughs> and you cannot make fun of that because my daughter gets very upset when people make fun of that. <laughs> I'm so. Listen, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just... <laughs> I've I've seen both series. I think I've gone through both series twice in mm-hmm. its entirety. I really have no desire to watch it ever again. Millions. Like we I've, we've had it on millions of times. Million. She could probably talk through every episode, but she always finds something new. Angel's a better <laughs> show, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, but you know what I always say, which really drives her crazy, is I say, "Uh oh, she's coming. <laughs> she's coming in." I always say. He's a fat vampire. He cannot be a fat vampire. <laughs> Thank you. He's drinking a lot of blood. What are you talking about? I... Blood doesn't put weight on you. <laughs> Is he fat? You think he's fat? Okay, watch like some beginning Buffy shows and then uh-huh. watch Angel, some of the later shows. <laughs> okay, I got to stop. She's pigeon mate. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so sorry I interrupted. Go ahead. Okay, so I was going to talk about the documentary Still, which, yeah, I just watched this past weekend. So it's about Michael J. Fox and um, a little bit about his career, but mainly about his Parkinson's. And um, a lot of interesting things I didn't know. I didn't know he was diagnosed so early with it. I know Um, it had been years ago, but like how old was he? Late 20s. Yeah, I thought so. He was diagnosed, I I believe it was 1990. And wow. he kept it quiet for years. Yeah. And then when it got so bad that he couldn't keep it quiet anymore, he finally had to come out and say something. Yeah. So, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking in a way because he's a guy who uh, really had it all. Um, mm-hmm. Great career, well-liked, well-loved. Yeah. Um, married. Um, married the love married, of his life too, right? Yeah. Right. They were only married for a year when he found out. No, I... and they, yeah, they they were married for a year. They had a baby, and then he he started getting the tremors, and then that's when he found out what was happening. And yeah. he tried to keep it quiet, and he talks about I guess a lot of it started in his left hand and left arm, the, the, the shaking and stuff. And he says like if you notice like in movies that were done after that, like I'm always like doing something with my hand. I'm always I've got it in my pocket or I'm, I'm mm-hmm. holding something, and, it, and it's. It's funny because they show scenes from different movies and TV shows, and you can kind of see that he's he's favoring that that arm, that hand, right? He's yeah. always like so he's trying it to busy. hide that it's jiggling. Right. Yeah. So um, interesting stuff. He uh, he's in really bad shape now. Didn't nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. As he says in the documentary, um, basically Parkinson's. The two of them were kind of like running you know, side by side for a while. And now Parkinson's is starting to win. Yeah. He uh, constantly is injuring himself because, you know, yeah. he's always falling. Oh, um, I so guess that whole like, left side is, is weak. Well, now it's like his whole body. Now he oh, can't, he body. can't even sit still. Um, yeah. And he's, you know, oh, they, he's awful. on medication, but there's no cure. It's sure. just medication to kind of like keep his body sort of yeah. somewhat relaxed. But even now it's, he's never, and that's the whole point of that's why it's called still because he could never stay still. So they yeah. kind of make the correlation that when he was younger, he couldn't stay still because he was always running to auditions. He was running from this show to this movie set to this movie mm-hmm. set, back to the show, back to this movie set. You know, he's always on the go. And then right. and now he can't stay still because his his body is racked with his Parkinson's. Oh, that's so. Helpful. But I mean, you know, there's some good stuff. He uh, yeah. he's got a very loving wife, great kids. Mm-hmm. The kids are on there. They I mean, they this. 
you know, you can tell the love that they all have for him and him for them. And they've uh-huh. been um, you know, very supportive of him, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the only the only bad thing I, I have to say about the documentary, and this is this is I'm sure my only this is on me. This, I won't say this is like everyone's going to have the same problem. So when they're they're kind of telling his story from when he was a kid to when he was first going to auditions, they're showing clips from his early work. When he's telling a story about something he did years ago, they would use a scene from one of his movies to kind of illustrate it. Like he's like, I was on a set of Family Ties and I got told I was I, was, I had to go to the producer's office. And they mm-hmm. show him walking into an office wearing a suit. It's a scene from one of his movies. Like, yeah. Like, so what happens is I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, I know. That's a scene from Secret of My Success. Oh. That's a scene from Doc Hollywood. And they're, like, they're using it to kind of show him in like the early, like, in the, like, the 80s early. and 90s. Yeah. But really, they're using scenes from movies and they're kind of intercutting them. That's to, kind of funny. To, to, while he's narrating the story. Uh-huh. But I, I get distracted with going, oh, I know what that movie, I know what movie that's from. <laughs> Back to the future. So, yeah. So um, anyway, really interesting, um, sad, but I don't know. It's it's his life. So yeah. Um, so worth he, watching. I will say he he doesn't pity himself at all. He's mm-hmm. um, uh, very optimistic. There is a scene towards the end where they say something about, um, are you in any pain? He's like, I'm in intense pain all the time. Sure. Um, but you wouldn't know it the way he's like talking throughout the documentary or, or you know, he's dealing with people and, you know. So, so what's anyway. the, what's, how's it going to end up? Does he, one day, does his body just shut down and he dies or he's going to be like this for the rest of his life? Yeah, I think it's just going to get worse and worse till he's, worse worse, till he's like uh, in bed or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, the thing about Parkinson's is that generally it affects uh, elderly people. So they're yeah. towards the end of their life anyway. Right. So eventually like they will die probably yeah. from some unrelated thing, you know, but he was so young, right? He was so young um, that. Yeah. They probably don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they do. I think it's yeah. just a matter of, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess eventually he's going to lose his ability to walk completely. Yeah. That's pretty sad. He's, I mean, when he walks, he's kind of almost stumbling because his legs don't really work well anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, he needs to be careful because I know at a certain point when you start falling, you start breaking your like your hip and your and you you're not going to, right. um, you know, get better. You're not going to recover that quickly anymore. Well, that'll eventually happen. He'll he'll fall and break a hip and then won't be able to move. Yeah, um, yeah. won't be able to walk. Um, but yeah, he's throughout the documentary, it's like he's. Yeah. He's got like this mark on his face, and he's like, "Oh, they're like, what happened?" He's like, "Oh, I fell and I broke my cheekbone, and they had a." Oh my gosh! And then, like later on, he's got a cast on his arm, like a fella broke my arm, or this one oh. my shoulder, and I've got pins oh. in this hand because I broke the. Well, it's I feel like... bad for him because I fell the other day, and I was like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. When you're young, you fall, you get up. It's no biggie. Right. When you get older, you fall and you're like in pain for days, you know, even if you don't break anything, you're like, oh, I twisted my muscle or my ankle or my, you know, I fell on my knee or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, he must be in a lot of pain. Yeah. Well, I was in pain watching him. No, I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, it was a cheap shot. Look, that if he was here, he'd laugh at that. I don't know. Oh, maybe he would. He would. He's, he's a nice guy. Uh, he no, he made it because there's one scene where he's walking um, down the street. I mean, he always has somebody with him in case yeah. something happens to him. Mm-hmm. And somebody says hi to him, and he he winds up falling, and he's he makes a joke about it. He's like, "Ah, oh, you knocked me off my feet." Oh, and they they laugh, you know. He, yeah. He he. What's he gonna do? He's, yeah, he's true. He's gotta kind of like make jokes. Gotta about laugh. It yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's called Still, and I recommend okay. it. I liked it. I okay. don't think I'd watch it again. It's kind of too sad, but, you know, yeah, worth watching. Yeah, it sounds sad. Okay, so do you want to hear my review now? Sure. Okay. All right, so I happen to be switching around looking for a movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted a comedy because, well, it was a very depressing day. And so I found this movie. Now, I'll, let me start off by saying I'm not a big fan of Andy Samberg. I'm just not, and I'm not a big fan of his movies. However, yeah. I started watching the trailer for this movie called Palm Springs. Have you heard of this movie? No. 
Me either. <laughs> so, so we started watching this movie, Palm Springs. It's got Andy Samberg, uh, a woman named Kristen Milani, and it's got J.K. Simmons in it. And J.K. Simmons, I like. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so in this movie, there. Wait, J.K. Simmons. He's the older guy. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. a whiplash. He was like. Yeah. Are you rushing yeah. or are you dragging? <laughs> yes, he's good. I, All right. I, I like him, I like him too. Him. Yeah. 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 So um, it starts off this girl is at her sister's wedding and she's drinking a lot and she's getting drunk. And she meets up with Andy Sandberg and they just kind of chat and they decide to go somewhere else and party and not stay at the wedding reception. So they're, yeah, I'm not real sure where this was, Nevada maybe. But they're in the desert and they're by some caves and they're talking and drinking. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes J.K. Simmons in this like military kind of outfit with this um, what a crossbow. And he shoots Andy Samberg. (laughs) And and Andy's like, oh, my God, Roy, I thought that was you out there. And so J.K. Simmons starts chasing him and trying to shoot him again. And the girl starts screaming, going, you know, what's going on? Oh, my God, what's happening? And um, she follows them. And J.K. Simmons loses Andy Samberg somewhere amongst some rocks and caves and stuff. And he disappears. And Andy starts going into this cave that's, like, lit up. And so Mm -hmm. she starts following Andy, saying, oh, my God, are you okay? And he says, don't follow me. Don't come in here. And she does anyway. And they go back, and they're in a time loop. So okay. the, she she wakes up the next morning, and it's the same day as the wedding. Okay? Okay. And so he's out in the pool, and the one guy says, how's it going? He goes, it's the same, you know, today, tomorrow, yesterday, all the same. And he had said that the day before, but, like, you didn't really get it. So it's kind of like the Groundhog Day in a way, that they're in this mm-hmm. time loop. But she comes out and she's pissed because she remembers. And now she's stuck in the time loop. So she comes out and she starts screaming at him and she's throwing soda cans and beer cans at his head. And um, she's mad and she wants to know what the heck happened. So he tells her that there was an earthquake and it opened up this quantum physics thing in the cave and that he accidentally went in and... You know, so Mm -hmm. now he's caught in this kind of Groundhog Day where every day is the same for him. And he's saying, I told you not to follow me in there. And she's like, I didn't know what was going on. That guy was trying to kill you. How come he's trying to kill you? So he says he brought Roy in one day. They had done a bunch of drugs at the wedding. Roy Uh said, this is the best day of my life. I wish I could live this day forever. So he brought Roy into the cave. And Roy's living the same day over and over and over. But, you mm-hmm. know, he said after the thousandth or millionth time, you get bored with the same day. He said, yeah. so now Roy's trying to kill me. He said, but the funny thing is you can't die. He said, you die, you wake up the next morning and it's the same day. You go to sleep anywhere. He said one time he went to, I don't know, Bermuda or something and woke up the next day. He was right back at the hotel the same day. So he said, but the funny thing is, you can be in a lot of pain. He said one time Roy shot him or something, and he ended up in the ICU suffering all day. So um, Roy's pissed at him and keeps trying to hurt him. And the girl's pissed at him because she's now stuck in this endless loop of the wedding. But they end up kind of becoming friends because they're both stuck in this day. So okay, but don't start. go. I mean, don't give away any like you know what yeah, happens. But um, so, but she so basically she it's like Groundhog Day, but with, yeah, it's Groundhog Day, but with three people instead of one. And it's also based on quantum physics. It, it's nothing to do with oh they have to you know get to the right point or something uh-huh. like that. Nothing like that. But funny, um, I guess you like it. Those. Actually, is pretty funny. It yeah. is pretty okay. funny. So you should definitely check it out. Just if you, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Andy Samberg, but J.K. Simmons is pretty funny. Kristen Milati is kind of funny. And um, some of the stuff they do is is pretty funny when they're trying Ooh, to like. Sheesh, that name sounds familiar, but I can't place her. I'm not sure what else she's been in. Okay. But um, yeah, 
and Camilla Mendez is in it, and I'm not sure what she's what else she's familiar to me, but I don't know what else she's been in. But yeah, uh, okay. Kristen, so Kristen like... is like this the, the the daughter that's always like fucking up. Okay, <laughs> so like she drinks too much, she does drugs, she sleeps around, so her family doesn't respect her, and so she's living that same day every day. So you could see why she's kind of pissed. So okay. okay. But, um, but yeah, just worth watching if you got like two hours to spare somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Although your thing sounds much better, but depressing. Though. Well, this mine is- was an hour and a half. So if, oh, if you okay. got an hour and a half you want to kill and you want to be like yeah. somewhat depressed, what's up? <laughs> okay, well, this one's good for a laugh or two. So you should watch it, but don't expect much. Maybe drink while you're watching it. That helps it go better. Well, I drink when I watch anything. So, <laughs> So that's my review. Okay, well, let me get to the commercial. I can get that out of the way. Um, I don't think I did one last show. I think uh, I skipped it. You did skip it because we weren't paid. Damn it. All right. Well, guess what? The money came. Yay! Um, I'm going to do this one a little bit different. I'm not going to actually just read copy. I'm going to like kind of do a little improv. Devin, do you like books? (laughs) (laughs) I love books. Okay, you know who puts out books, right? Um, no publishers. Who? Um, Vintage City Publishing puts out books. They put out superhero fiction and fantasy uh-huh. and sci-fi and uh-huh. dark sci-fi and dark fantasy and dark stuff, dark superhero fiction. I don't know, all kinds. Sounds of like dark a lot stuff. of dark. Yeah, well, some of it's not. It's not all dark. Some of it yeah. uh, is pretty good. Um, Slade Grayson, Nick DeWolf, Timothy Johnson are the three authors with them currently. Who knows? There might be more down the line. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, they are writing some great stuff. I've been reading their books. I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that Slade Grayson book, that superhero book, Kill Your I Heroes. Do too. I read that. I th- thought it was great. I really liked it. Hey, you know, Apple TV, I'm just saying, if you're looking for a series, mm-hmm. I want to check this book out. I could see okay. it as a series. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, Vintage City Publishing, available on Amazon. And probably wherever the hell else people buy books. I don't know. I usually get them from Amazon. I do, too. Um, check them out. Slade Grayson, Timothy Johnson, Nick DeWolf. They're writing good shit. All right. I'm going to get a note about that. Yeah, right. they're going to be like, don't use curse words in our advertisement. All right. All right. Next time, I promise I'll read the ad copy, okay? Okay. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> All right. Rant. You got rant. a rant? Yeah. So, uh, cat's kind of out of the bag. Uh-huh. Um, about prison. So I thought right. I'd rant about that. Okay, me because too. Last episode, uh, we talked about how I had done some time. Right. And uh, okay, so real brief, I'm not going to go into details of why I went to prison. Um, okay. Just don't feel like it's fair. Yeah. To the people involved, and I don't really feel like getting into like really super personal stuff. I'll just say this: I grew up in a family where all the men were small-time criminals mm-hmm. and the women were enablers. True. That's true. Um, so I didn't really have good male role models because the men in my family all seemed to think that uh, it was cool to be friends with uh, mafia people. And the idea was it's okay to do shit as long as you can kind of get away with it. You're not really hurting anybody. Can I tell you a funny story real quick about it? About, <laughs> sure. I know. Okay, so we had an uncle. Let's call him um, Tony, Uncle Tony. <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, just for a name. So one day, this was way back when police used to go door to door selling um, policeman ball um, tickets, you know, to, mm-hmm. yeah. to the fundraisers and stuff. So um, his wife, our aunt, let's call her um, Phyllis. So Aunt Phyllis answers the door, and there's these two cops standing there, and she yells back to Uncle Tony, I told you not to steal those tires! <laughs> and, and it turns out they were there to sell tickets to their to their uh, fundraiser, the policeman's ball. But then she says this, and they're like, hmm. Yeah. So that's my story. Go ahead. So... That's kind of the family we grew up in. They, the guys yep. were always doing something. They were always stealing stuff. They were yep. always uh, getting away. With even stuff. when they ran businesses, they were always doing stuff under the table. Um, yep. So yeah, as long uh, as you got away with it, they figured 
uh, you know, that you were smart. Right. The only time they really thought you were stupid for doing something is if you got caught. And honestly, the women kind of were like, oh, it's, it's kind of cute, but, you know, yeah. what? and they would lie to the police for them and stuff. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the attitude I grew up with. Um, it's okay to, you know, grab a little money out of the cash register if you can get away with it. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody left us unlocked. What the hell? It's yeah. probably insured. Let me grab that. See what yeah. I can do with it. Not hurting um, anybody. Right. Uh, I wasn't sticking a gun in anybody's face. Well, mm-hmm. not yet. No. Um, no <laughs> um, but eventually, these things kind of build up. And yeah. you get to the point where you're like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I- I'm too smart for this. I can get away with anything. I I can talk to the cops. And I, I listen, they're dumb. I can... Yeah, I know well, that when when people get away with stuff, the more it yeah. goes on, the more they feel like, oh, the, I can do this again and again and again because sure. you got away with it. It just makes I, you feel more empowered. I didn't get away every single time, but if I usually did get caught, it was like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. So eventually I did something big and I got caught for it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, like all that shit you see on TV where the cops are on the stand and they have to tell the truth. That's yeah. all bullshit. They're yeah. going to say whatever they got to say to make sure you get convicted. Yeah. You know, the part where like they, they got the cop up there and they're like, okay, remember you're under oath. Yeah. No, I didn't read him as rights. Okay. Case dismissed. You're that shit doesn't happen. Yeah. Don't just say whatever. And don't change the story over and over again. And it doesn't matter that the, the judge goes along with it. The jury doesn't yeah. care. The jury figures if you're there, you're guilty. Yeah. So anyway, I'm getting off the subject. The point is, I went to prison. I'm not going to go into details for what. I'm not going to say how long. It was a while. Mm -hmm. We'll say that. But I do have a rant about prison because I hear this shit. Mm -hmm. People people seem to have this misconception. They think that it's either... um, It's kind of like the two extremes, right? Mm -hmm. Some people think it's either like being in a hotel Mm -hmm. without any kind of fancy things. Yeah, you're, you're there. You can just sleep as long as you want. You can watch TV all day. You don't have to work. You mm-hmm. get outside. You get free recreation. Yeah, you get free medical care. Oh, you know, it's 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 great. I know. I've heard people say, you know, they open the doors for you. They give you three square meals a day. <laughs> right. You get yeah. cable TV. I don't get right. this at home. It's bullshit. I know. And then the other extreme is they go. They think it's like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a rape every day and the guards, you know, if you say something to the guards, it just beat the hell out of you. Now I will say that's not far from the truth, mm-hmm. but it's not really that it, the truth is more in the middle. The best movie I ever saw that I think really accurately di- displayed prison life was a Tom Selleck movie called an innocent man. Oh yeah. That seemed to be the closest to what I experienced, mm-hmm. but as far as um, people going, well, they have it too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah, they really don't. Um, and I know there's going to be people listening to this and they're going to say, well, you know, tough. Mm-hmm. You break the law, you get what you deserve, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. Everyone is thrown in together. So, yes, you have people in there that are um, career criminals, yep. uh, dregs of humanity, scum of the earth, people who really like deserve to be locked up forever. Yeah. But then you have people who made a mistake. Yeah. I, at, I know if one guy ha- wrote wrote a bad check or wrote a couple of bad checks and he was in there and, you know, he was he was with people that did all kinds of stuff. And the problem yeah. is that they don't know yeah. the rules, you know, they just get right. thrown I mean, in there. I knew people who didn't. Even, I mean, they just knew about a crime. I knew one guy who he wasn't involved in a crime, but he knew it was happening and didn't mm-hmm. report it. Mm-hmm. And even when they, they picked him up and questioned him, he refused because he, he just was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to snitch on anybody. I'm not I don't know anything. Right. right. So they wound up charging him along with the other guys. Mm-hmm. And he he wasn't involved in anything. I mean, he just knew about it. So right. he got thrown in because he wouldn't rat on him. Yep. Sometimes they do that. They'll charge you to try to scare you into turning state's evidence and turn, you know, right. turning on the other ones. But if you don't do it. They'll just go ahead yeah. and prosecute you, you know. 
So my point is, is that you've got all kinds of people in there. Yeah. Now, if you're one of those people that goes, well, good. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. you're there to be punished. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that because yeah, if you mix a glass of clean water with a glass of dirty water, basically you end up with two glasses of dirty water. Right. And that's what happens to a lot of these people is they get thrown in there and then they kind of become like that because there's no really rehabilitation. Yeah. There's some programs, but it's really up to you if you really want to get involved in that. And you got to really, I don't know, someone in there said to me one time that like, you don't look for trouble. Trouble looks for you in there. Yeah. You can go in there and be like, I'm not going to break any rules. I'm going to do everything I'm told to do. Yeah. And then someone's going to come along and, and start trouble with you. Yeah. And, and you can either take a beating or you can fight back. But if you fight back, yeah. you're going to get charged, too, for fighting, just like that guy is. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You know, you can have all your shit stolen from you. What are you supposed to do? You, you can yeah. go tell on them, but then you're, you're considered a snitch. Yeah. Well, then if you try to get your stuff back or you try to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You know, it just, just kind of escalates. Um, yeah. It's hard to go for any length of time in there without getting any kind of charges, um, yeah. getting any kind of trouble. Yeah. Because either you're a victim or you're going to you're going to fight back. And if you fight back in there, then everyone's guilty as far as they're concerned. Everyone's charged with fighting whether you're defending yourself or not. Well, even aside from the you're doing things that maybe, you know, people yeah. think, well, you shouldn't do it. You should stay out of trouble. What really got me was the medication and the health care, because that's yeah. another thing people seem to feel like, oh, well, they get free health care. Well, no, they don't. They get bullshit health care. You know, I remember you told me a story about one guy who had a heart attack and they just kind of left him there until they yeah. somebody felt like going and helping him. And um, even like to asthma medication where they're just like, OK, well, we're not going to give you guys asthma medication. We're going to see if you really need it. You know, and then people are having asthma attacks, ending up right. in the hospital, and they're just like, well, you know, you got to wait for the nurse or the doctor for, they'll be here next week. Just hang in there. I mean, that's cruel and unusual punishment to me, denying people their medication. It's not like you're asking for a cigarette or a vapor, you know, right. something. You're asking for medication that you need. And then they want to charge you. Like, you got the flu. You know, they mm-hmm. expect you to just suck it up and buy medication from the commissary. Like, and I forget how much it was, but it was a ridiculous amount. I thought it was like 25 cents per pill well, or something. The whole thing about the prison is that they've kind of made it into a money-making business. Yeah. Um, people people go, well, my tax dollars pay for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not really, because here's what happens. Everything in there is for profit. They have yeah. a commissary where they sell, sell shit to prisoners, but it's stuff that they marked up three, four hundred percent. Yeah. And you can make phone calls to your family, but they're charging the families like ridiculous amounts of money for phone calls. Yeah, like ten dollars a minute and stuff. It's just You're ridiculous. Right. So <laughs> all this stuff goes into funding the prison system. Yeah. Um, they have they have the prisoners do work in there. They have the factory work where they, they assemble stuff. They're paid like slave wages, really. Well, like slave wages is not right because slaves didn't get paid, but yeah, um, <laughs> just above like, slave wages, right? They pay like third world country wages. Yeah, for these companies where they're they're making these products for them that the companies are turning around and selling, and they're, and they're paying the prisons. The prisons making money. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really in their best interest to rehabilitate anybody because this is like their, their workforce. Their money maker. I know even the food, I remember like they give you crap for food. And right. then if you want to buy food from the commissary, sure, but you got to shell out <clears throat> money and you know, you're not making any money at the work that they give you to do. I forget how much it was, but it's not even minimum wage. It's way below minimum wage. It's not even third world country wages because they'll get $50 a day in third world countries, but prisoners don't make that kind of money. I was making $50 a month. Yeah. Actually $45 a month. And how much was food? Like if you wanted a can of tuna or something, you know, (laughs) it was not. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't cheap. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I I basically made enough to like buy some instant coffee. Um, you know, I like to write, so I was I was getting like notebooks and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You you got to buy your hygiene products, so yeah. shampoo, 
toothpaste, um, deodorant. Yeah. You know, kind of ate up a lot of the money. Yeah. I mean, you had, didn't you have to pay to wash your clothes and stuff too? Well, what you do is you, you, they have inmates do that, but if you don't tip them. Yeah, you don't pay them. They're not going to get that. Basically what happens is like your stuff might sit there all day long mm-hmm. and then like they'll wash it, but you know, you get it back. It's in a bag. It's kind of still damp. It's all like yeah. thrown in together. Yeah. So what you do is like the guy, you got to kind of like tip the guy and then the guy will like wash and dry it correctly and then he'll bring it back to your cell all nice yeah. and folded. I mean, it's kind of like the way that they, the prisoners in there kind of make money from each other. Everyone has yeah. like a hustle, right? Yeah. Guys that work well, in the kitchen to. have a hustle where they'll, they'll, they'll steal food and they bring it back and they sell it. Yeah. Um, guys that work in any department over there try to find some way that they can make money because mm-hmm. you're not making enough from the prison to really support yourself in there. And yeah. some of them, so, I mean, some of them get regular money from your families, but some of them don't have families to get asked money or they or the families just cut them off. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, I I know there's people out there going, yeah, boo hoo. OK, yeah. you're in prison. It's not supposed yeah. to be nice. Yeah. But this is my point. My point is, if you're going to lock up a bunch of people and like, mm-hmm. listen, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people I met along the way. That I'm like, I don't ever want this person out in society. This person needs to be locked up forever. Yeah. But I also met plenty of people who whatever they they made a mistake they got involved in a wrong group of people they mm-hmm. whatever they had yeah. a, a lapse of judgment yeah. they had a little too much to drink one night they yeah. went to the wrong place they went to the wrong bar mm-hmm. they made a mistake and now they're in there and now now what um yeah what do you think is going to happen to them they're going to come out a better person after this yeah. experience no nope. i mean they're in a ideally, dog dog world i mean they're you know you treat people like animals they're going to start acting like animals Right. And ideally, you'd like them to come out of better people. I mean, they have sure. programs in there that they can get into that. And I've seen some of that happen where guys have come in and they don't have an education. Mm-hmm. They get their GED. They go, they learn a trade mm-hmm. and then they get out and they get jobs in that trade. And then they, they go on. And then, but that's a small percentage. Yeah. The majority of them just kind of come in and they get beaten down and uh, disillusioned and they're bitter and angry their mm-hmm. parole gets turned down over and over again for really no good reason. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's like they get out and they wind up coming right back because they're just yeah. angry at the world. They're, they're bitter. Yeah. But you brought up the healthcare system in there. Yeah. Um, so, so here's a funny little story about what happened in there. So mm-hmm. you don't have the best doctors in there because honestly, mm-hmm. what doctor is going to want to work in a prison? <laughs> True. Right. 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 I kind of said this about a lot of people that work in prisons. Like, what kind of person voluntarily goes to prison every day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so usually um, poorly educated, a lot of white trash, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They build a lot of prisons in like these small towns in the middle of nowhere because, because, you know, honestly, the nice towns, nobody really wants to prison there. Yeah. So they, they build them out in the middle of nowhere. And then the workforce is going to come from that town where there's really not much industry. So yeah, they're getting uh, Joe Bob and, uh, you know, Billy Joe. <laughs> and Bubba. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these yeah. are people who, you know, honestly barely made it through high school. And then they come in and now they got a uniform and they're walking around with this authority. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them have been bullied in life and now they've they've got this power. So now they want yeah. to bully the people, you know, they've got power over. Yeah. But also the same thing for the, the medical people, too. So you got these doctors that come in there and honestly, a lot of them don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. There was a there was a nurse that was running things for a while. This one guy kept going to her. He had a sore throat. Uh-huh. Now, they don't want to send anyone out to a real doctor or they don't want to send anyone to the hospital for tests because that all costs money. Right. Right. Because they got to send two guards with them. They got to take them out. They, they don't, and they don't want to do that. So they'll just right. be like, uh, you know, this gargoyle with salt water. Yeah. So he went there so much that mm-hmm. she finally told him, look, if you come back down here, I'm going to have you locked up, meaning put put in the hole. Uh huh. He had throat cancer. Oh, my God. By the time it was discovered, it was too far gone. Yeah. He died. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know what that guy was in for. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he was a child molester. I don't think he was. 
because mm-hmm. uh, some of the people I knew that knew him wouldn't have hung out with him if he was. By the but way, child statistic- molesters really are ostracizing there because everyone hates child molesters. That's true. Even even people in prison. Yeah, we hate them. But but you know you don't know though what he was in there. He might have been you know I don't know embezzled don't know. money or something. You know. Um. Doesn't but mean then he what happened was to die from throat cancer. They, they changed yeah. over the, the the medical facility. They got some new people in there. Um, uh-huh. And then they had a doctor in there. It was actually pretty decent. You go to yeah. him with a problem, he would try to help you. Yeah. Well, what happened was they were losing money because he was prescribing oh. medicine to everybody. Yeah. And somewhere up the chain was like, hey, why are we spending so much money on medical care in this one prison? Well, the doctor. Yeah. The doctor's, He's doctor's doctor. giving them medicine. Yeah. So they took him out, and the company that ran the medical facility, because they have a private company that runs it, mm-hmm. they took him out, and they brought another doctor, and that doctor cut off everybody's medication. And when I say everybody, I mean heart medicine, blood pressure medicine, asthma medicine. Yeah. He His thing was, from, all right, we're cutting everybody off. If you want your medicine, you got to come see me, and then I'll decide whether or not you get it. Yeah. Okay, right. well – Eleven hundred people can't go see the doctor one time. Yeah. So what happened was you'd have to like write a request to go see the doctor and give a reason, mm-hmm. and then they'd make an appointment a week or yeah. two away. People yeah. were dropping dead all over the friggin' prison because they didn't have their heart medicine, they didn't have their blood pressure medicine. Yeah. Um, I have asthma. So I was having asthma issues. Mm-hmm. I even went to one of the nurses, and she was like, "I don't know, you're you're." From your chart here, you were stable for a long time. I was like, yeah, because I had my asthma medicine. Now I don't. Yeah. So just shit like that. And then. Yeah. Yeah. So a whole bunch of people died. Yikes. <laughs> they they got rid of that guy. They brought in another guy who was not as bad, but still pretty bad. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you never really get a good one in there. <laughs> um, I had a dentist who then we had two dentists i had a um they took an x-ray and they, they i had a wisdom tooth that was like below the gum mm-hmm. and the dentist was like we should take that out of there <laughs> i'm like why it's not bothering me well you know it could cause problems down the line I'm like okay i mean i guess you know mm-hmm. what's involved so he goes well we're going to schedule you to come back mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have you come back and then we'll do it then Mm-hmm. I went back a couple weeks later. The other dentist is there. He goes, um, are you sure you want to do this? I said, why? He says, well, we can't put you under. Oh, my God. So he's like, I'd have to cut into the gum and basically chisel that out of your jaw. And oh my he's God. like, you don't really want to be awake for that. Yeah. <laughs> so Holy like, shit. Well, the other dentist wanted to do it. He was acting like it was no big deal. He goes, no, this is going to be a big deal. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, like, they I didn't... can't imagine why that guy would want to do that then. Like, was he it... just like, what the hell? You're a prisoner. I don't care. I'll just, you know. Yeah, he was one of those like I'm pulling like a tooth out of a dog's mouth or something. Yeah, he probably enjoyed people suffering. I'm not sure, but I think he wanted to like tie a string around it and, and like put it to a door and like <laughs> oh close god. the door, like one of those old Abbott and Costello shows where like, oh my god they were trying to trying to pull the tooth out. Um, yeah. Outrageous. <laughs> So it's just shit like that. And again, yeah. I know people probably go, well, too bad, you know, a boohoo. Yeah. You don't deserve. Okay. But again, if you're yeah. locking people up and some of these people can get out one day, what kind of person you want to get out of prison? Don't you want someone who's sort of learned their lesson and are become exactly. out better people? Or yeah. you just want them to come out being angry and bitter. And have learned more ways to, you know, commit crimes, get away with them. Because that's the other thing they learn in there. Okay, so I want to I want to tell my part of the rant. Okay. So my part of the rant is visiting people in prison. So um, my daughter went to um, it was a class for people who were having mental health issues. Okay, and one of the questions they asked, and I don't know why they were asking these people who had mental health issues this question, but they asked, "Who here has been to visit people in jail?" So she said, well, I have. And she was the only one in a room full of maybe 30 people. Nobody else said that they, and they had. were like, are you nuts? <laughs> and she was like, a little bit. But um, so they started asking her all kinds of questions. So it shows me that people don't really know what it's like to visit somebody in prison at all. Some of the questions they were asking her was, 
do pe- don't people like sneak drugs in? Uh, so she was like, no, they, they search you. So that they mm-hmm. were like, do they strip search you? She's like, no, they don't strip search you, but they do, you know, they, you go in with right. the woman and she searches you and they were like, well, what about if they put the drugs in the shoe? No, they make you take your shoe off and shake your shoes out. <laughs> what about if you hide it yeah. in your hair? No, they feel your hair. The other one is, well, if you have a kid, don't you, you could sneak it in their diaper. No, they make you change the kid's diaper. They give you a, a you know, a prison diaper. Mm-hmm. So that you change the diaper right there and then. Believe me, they've been through this. They they know all the ways people try to sneak drugs in. I mean, they're not yeah. getting it through people that are visiting. They're getting it through other means, I'll say. I so, know how a lot of them get drugs in there. The staff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guard, staff some of the guards will bring it in there. Yeah. They'll, they'll, sure. They they make good money from that. I mean, you know how much yeah. drugs go for in prison? It's no. unbelievable <laughs> the amount of money they would charge for like a single joint. Yeah. So, yeah, some of the staff will. I mean, not just guards, but could be kitchen staff, could be, you know, anyone yeah. who works from the outside, they can bring stuff in. If they yeah. think they can do it and make some good money from it, yep. they'll do they'll it. They'll do it. Anyway, yeah, they're the ones. Story. But, yeah, so so you go in, and first of all, people don't really understand what you have to do. You can't just show up with your kid. You have to, first of all, prove that you mm-hmm. are the guardian or the parent, legal parent of the child that you're bringing with you. They won't just let anybody in. Um, and that's so that's for anybody under 18. You have to prove that you're their legal guardian or their parent. So that's number one. Number two, you have to be on the visitor list. You can't just show up and be like, yeah. I want to see Joe Schmo. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that. You have to be on the visitor list. So then you go and you put your name in. Meanwhile, there's a whole room full of people that have been waiting. You put your name in, you sit down, and you wait. And I don't know if they're waiting for the meeting room to clear out a little bit or if they're waiting for, you know, the whoever the prisoner is that they're calling up to come up. But sometimes you wait an hour, you know, sometimes more. But sometimes it's less. I've, I've been there sometimes where it's been like 15, 20 minutes, so it hadn't been too bad. But that's if you get there early. If you get there midday, there's a lot of people waiting to visit. So you just take your chances. So then you go in and uh, after being searched and you go, you you leave one door, you walk down the little aisle with the, you know, fence and stuff. And um, you go down, you knock on the door and you wait. And they've got cameras on you. They've got, what's that fencing? The barbed wire fencing. They got that all around you. So you couldn't even yeah. go back if you wanted to. You just just got to wait there. And you knock on the door. And sometimes they're busy in there. Or they don't hear you because it's pretty loud. But it doesn't matter because you you got nowhere to go. you got to just stand there. And sometimes it's sunny and hot. And, you know, you're just waiting. Yeah. So you, you go yeah. in. They They tell you where to sit. Then your person comes out and you, you, know, you sit down and, and talk with them. And, you know, you can buy them food from the um, vending machines. You have to have exact change. You have to have quarters um, or um, what were those? Susan B. Anthony dollars were used to work real well. Yeah. And it's not, not good food. It's junk food. But, you know, if they haven't been eating well, then it's good food to them. So you sit down, you chat. Now, your visit could last anywhere from, um, you know, an hour to a couple of hours, depending on how busy they are. Sometimes they make you leave. You could have driven four hours. They don't care. You, you're there an hour and they're like, OK, time to leave. You got no choice. You got to go. Right. They um, only um, they only guarantee you an hour. So if you get beyond that, you, they just are like, well, you're lucky. You know, you got yeah this much time or whatever. But yeah. They're, and sometimes they were nice sometimes. Well, I don't know how nice they were, but sometimes they let us stay for a few hours and chat. So that yeah. was kind of nice. But um, yeah, sometimes it was like, well, sorry, you got to go. It's an hour. We're getting busy. And, uh, you know, you just have to go. So, um, yeah, so there's that. But people seem to feel like you just go, you know, you bring, they're like, oh, don't, can you bring stuff in in your purse? No, you can't bring your purse in. You have to lock your purse up. Um mm-hmm. You know, what about like on your keychain? No, you can't bring your keys in there. They make you lock up everything. Okay. Right. They used to have lockers there um, that, you know, cost like, I think it was a quarter. It wasn't very much. And you lock everything in. 
but they only had a certain amount of lockers. So if you got there late, you had to just lock everything up in your car, you know, that was that and have like one key. You couldn't have a keychain with a whole bunch of stuff on it. You'd have to have one key and that's it. But, um, you know, I don't know. People just have the strangest idea, like that they can just show up and be like, I want to see Luca Shea. And they'll just, you know, be like, sure, come yeah. on in. Just go ahead and sit down and no problem. No, it's not like that. You did that first day. They'd be like, okay, go home. Tell them to put you on the visitor list. You know, then come with paperwork because that's the other thing. You can't give them like an expired driver's license or something. No, no, you have to have valid ID or you're not getting in. You also have to be wearing the right clothes. If you're yeah. wearing a dress that they feel is too short, or if you're not wearing a slip under the dress, or if your yeah. shorts are too short, they're not going to let you in. So you could have driven all that way for nothing. And um, I always felt bad for the people. You could tell this was like the first time for them. They didn't know the routine. And um, so they would come in. They just kind of stand around. They see people just milling around. And I don't know if they thought people would call them up to the front or what. But you have to go up and announce yourself to the guard because otherwise you're just standing there wasting your time. Um, So I always felt kind of bad, too, that, you know, they didn't know what was going on. They'd come in with their purse and their coat and, you know, a whole key ring of stuff. And I'd be thinking, oh, you poor thing. I had to get over the fact that it wasn't my job to help them get through, you know. Yeah. So I just plus there was that, a list. Um, you had yeah. to be on a list. Um, yeah. I know of some people who like would would put a family member on a list, and then for some reason it would make it up to the front office or something. Yeah. And then that person would come down the following weekend and not be let in, and then yeah. that person would be pissed. Like that was my my I put my dad on my list. Why wouldn't they let him in? Yeah. You know, and then everyone's like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't. They don't care. Yeah, the thing I didn't like, too, is, like, sometimes you'd go up and they'd be like, no, we're on lockdown. So, you know, you you can't get in. And I'd be like, you know, I traveled all this way. (laughs) They don't care. You know, they got to be there all day anyway. They don't care whether you ever leave. So, you know. um, Yeah, they really don't because the the prison staff is like, like I said, some of it is just, you know, white trash, poorly educated people who – like this yeah. is the only job they could find it's within you know 20 miles of their hometown. Yeah. Um, but then there's some who it's like they're ex-military or they're ex-police officers and they're, they're already collecting retirement. So now yeah. they're just looking to do something where yeah. they can kind of like walk around and do very little. Yeah. You know, they just basically push buttons, like push this button, open this door. Yeah. <laughs> um, check this thing on a clipboard. Okay. Did that, you know, and then their day's over. And I think the ones who really got into it because they wanted to help people, I think they burn out quickly and they're, because yeah. they realize, you know, they, they're going to see the same people come back, the same yeah. people over and over again. I just know, I mean, I don't think we have time to really talk that much about it, but I think there's no support for people that get out and maybe don't have good family support. You know, I mean, really, what are they going to do? They're just dumped outside the prison with, very little money and no support, you know, yeah. how they got to get a job. They got to have a place to live, you know, and if they don't have that support, people helping them, they're just going to go right back. Yeah. There really isn't much of a program. Um, they, they have things inside that they call like a transition out program, but yeah. they don't really teach you anything. In there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're like, okay, this is how you open up a bank account. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need money to put in that bank account. So we're- yeah. Yeah. You know, you're giving me, you're giving me a check for 25 bucks. Uh, how long yeah. is that going to last me on the outside? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think our whole prison system needs to be reformed, but um, I don't know. I don't know how, I think, I think we should do it like Sweden, <laughs> you know, I think education. How do they do it? Yeah. Well, you know, you can take classes. They can help you get a job. They they have a support system once you get out. They don't they're not just leaving you on your own telling you this is what you have to do. You have to get a job. You have to report to your parole officer. You have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. These people get out, they have no clothes, you know, no support system. Who's going to hire them? Some of them don't take the classes. They get out, they're still illiterate. Or maybe they had a learning disability that was never diagnosed and so never helped. But, you know, they I mean, they yeah. need to have some training, some real, 
you know, whatever, technical training, mechanical training, something, and a support system and, um, you know, people to help them and say, okay, well, that's the other thing. They get out dependent on how long they've been in there. Can they drive? Can they, you know, is there buses where they want to go? How are they going to get around? Where are they going to live? You know, but yeah, Sweden makes sure those people, you actually don't have people going back into jail in Sweden because they get out there educated a little bit. They've got some sort of trade and they're able to just support themselves and move on. That's what I think we need to do instead of just warehousing people and then, okay, time's up. You're out, you know, figure it out. Don't come back. Now, the only thing I'll say is that I I do think there's a good group of people that I won't say good group, a big group, I should say, that just need to be locked up forever. And that is uh, sexual predators. Yep. I agree. Because there's no reform, no rehabilitation for them. Yeah. They um, they are just that's the way they are. They're mm-hmm. always going to be a danger to people. They're always yep. gonna be a danger. They're, they're in for child molestation. They're always going to be a danger to the kids. Um, mm-hmm. Even I mean, even the, the ones who I think who are in for raping women or adults. Um, yeah. There's something wrong with them. And yep. I don't think they're ever really cured of that. I don't think so either. Because it's the ones first I, of all, so I, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say it's not about the sex. The, the guys who rape women, it's not about the sex. It's about right. having power over another person, and um, that I think you're not going to get over that quickly. But the people in for assaulting a minor or like sexually assaulting a minor, um, they, I, and I, I used to see this a lot. They get convicted of one. They get a few years because they go up there and they cry. They say, oh, I was molested when I was a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this. I thought it was consensual. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're 13, but, you know, they, yeah. they seem more mature. Yeah. And so and the, the, the judge will give them like a couple of years. Yeah. And they're supposed to go through all those programs while they're inside. And they, they go yeah. to the programs. Yeah. The, the programs don't do anything for them. No, there's then no they cure. Get out. There's no cure. They get out and they go right back to it. And then they come back the second time for a much longer sentence because now they're like, okay, well, you're obviously a threat. Well, you're a threat from the beginning. Yeah. It never goes away. You can't be around kids. And, you know, they caught him for that one. But how many did he get away with? Right. It's true. Yeah. So those are those are different. Those, I think, just they just need to be locked up somewhere. Just build a facility on an island somewhere and just put them all there and they can all, you know rape each other and i think that's true too i think <laughs> i think send them um, off to you know you put them on rikers let them stay there but for the rest of us yeah the people yeah. not for that kind of crime yeah. uh yeah there should be better programs and there should be yep. better programs inside prison and outside of prison yes i agree i agree yep oh we okay. solved the problem i can i can already hear people like all oh, these bleeding heart liberals can you hear yeah. them talking yeah, okay. I'm not, but it's uh, like you said, you know, it's like you said, though, what are the, what are they going to come out as if, if you haven't really helped the problem at all? You've just put them in with a bunch of other criminals that have, you know, gotten used to preying on people or, you know, it's kind of like dog eat dog in there. You just you have to stand up for yourself <clears throat> or be a victim. And right. either way, when you come out, look, you know, look what you've become. And I will say that I changed my views a lot by going yeah. to prison because yeah. before I went to prison, I'd watch news reports where you see the guy coming out with the cops, like and he's got his hand up, like trying to cover his face. And I'm like, ah, look at that motherfucker. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You're going away, yeah. buddy. Yeah. And I'd laugh I'm like, yeah, you deserve it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, then what happens to you? You're like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. I, I got to go well, there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to, let me tell you, I used to see the ones who were child molesters or yeah. who murdered little kids or something. I would always be like um, thinking, well, I hope they get the death penalty. They should get the death penalty. Now I'm like, no, no. I hope they live the rest of their lives every day in prison, yeah. never getting out. Let them think every day, how did I get here? Yeah. So I'm against the death penalty now. I think it's much worse to be in prison for the rest of your life, knowing that you're never getting out. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I know people were like, uh, like that, what's that school shooter down in Florida? Um, yeah. 
you know, people are like, oh, he should have gotten a death penalty. I can't yeah. believe. No. It, trust me, he's not going to have it any better. Yeah. Doing life, especially in Florida. I've known people who've done time in Florida. Yeah. Florida is not an easy system. No air conditioning. Yeah. Um, and it's hot there. It is hot. Yeah. And yeah. they really, you want to talk about the staff mistreating the inmates. Yeah. They yeah. really do down there. I knew a I guy that did four years down there, and he was like, that was like doing 20 years in a prison in another state. Yeah. Texas, I heard, is also very bad. In fact, they had a big scandal because the, at one point they were the guards were letting the dogs, they had canine dogs in there doing searches, and they would let the dogs bite the prisoners. So Texas and Florida, two states you do not want to commit a crime in. Yeah. So, but, I mean, um, and the the thing is, is that what's what's their option? I mean, either they're in, they're in population with a bunch of like monsters that are going to prey on them. Yeah. Or they go into solitary, and then yeah. you know when you're locked up alone in a cell. Oh yeah, you long, go nuts. Yeah. You wind up talking to the wall. Yep. <laughs> and then the yeah. wall starts talking back to you. Yep. So yeah, I that guy that guy that kid didn't didn't get off by. Oh, I don't think he did. Death penalty. Nope. He, he's in for many, many years of uh, yep. pain and torment. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's our rant. I guess. Yep, that's I don't our know. Rant. Maybe, maybe in a future one, we can go over like what happens when you get out. We can rant about that. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Well, okay. let's wrap this one up and uh, let right. me get my guitar out. I'm going to start playing. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, it's just it's the music I'm going to put at the end of this episode. Okay. You know? All right. So I'm, I'm pretending like I'm playing this, the music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Stop.